this is Jill and Kayla and we're I wanna wear your skin all right so we're starting off good because last time we did not say our names no but who needs them I mean you know who we are by now you should uh you should because we are now at a 421 we've done it that's i mean i just can't believe i like over 400 fucking downloads of this itty bitty lifetime podcast that's Mm -hmm. fucking insane and amazing thank you so much for bringing our babe score up also we unfortunately missed the 420 mark but thank you so much to our 420th subscriber yeah i don't think that's how you say that that's it i I just can't i was literally hovering over the refresh button for like five solid minutes when we were at 419 because i wanted to get a screenshot and i decided to clean my body and take a shower instead but i was really dirty because we went to a dog wedding yesterday well you went to it i hosted it It was my dog exactly my dog got married mother of the bride everyone groom. yo excuse me groom I mean, now i'm the mother of exactly so yes that's it but my dog got married yesterday mm-hmm. beautiful ceremony beautiful ceremony yeah i brought mad dog yeah because it's you know it's a dog themed wedding you we have actually to... had the fixings for salty dogs and no one oh no oh <laughs> oh but no all, all of the parents we all took a shot of tequila before the party started as you do because you must yeah when you're hosting a dog wedding mm-hmm. at your house. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's beautiful. It was. Um, so we have a 421 babe score. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode one, uh, where we reviewed the movie Bad Sister. And we, Bad dis- sister. we discuss uh, babe scores. And naughty nuns. And naughty nuns. Um, this is now, I believe, episode seven. Oh, we're oh wow. I yeah. Know. Isn't we're that just, wild? Yeah, we're trucking. We are trucking. Uh, if you'd like to know what we're watching next week, you can sign up for our email list. It will be in the show notes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and I believe there's links for it there. And then you'll get notified when the new episode comes out. We'll let you know, hey, if you want to watch along, here's the wonderful film that we will be reviewing <laughs> next week. And you can send us emails at <laughs> to I Want to Wear Your Skin at yahoo.com. Oh, yeah. To let us know what you'd like to see us be drinking or maybe mm-hmm. even future movie recommendations that we haven't come across yet. So totally. let's hey, make this interactive. Kayla. What are you drinking? Oh, today I'm once again drinking two beverages because (laughs) I just like to really bounce across the board. So I started out my day with uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, uh, which is, you know, obviously the number one beer in America because it has the ribbon on the label and ribbons don't lie. No. The second one I am going to be drinking is called Bad Granny Hard Cider that has a picture of like a redneck grandma in a rocking chair Giving, like, the metal devil horn symbol. Yeah. Uh, but they're local, made in Washington, and actually Jill uh, provided this for me today. For our podcast launch party. hmm And then we did not drink one of them. No. Um, I'm not drinking alcohol today. I am drinking mango LaCroix. Uh, Delicious. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm also eating chocolate chips <laughs> because I was supposed to make puppy chow for the dog wedding, but I forgot to get one of the four ingredients. <laughs> was it Chex Mix? Powdered sugar. Oh, that's a big it's one. Key. Yeah. So now I just have a bag of chocolate chips. And hey, I'm man, that sounds like your win. 
Right, totally, as I'm really enjoying yeah. them. <laughs> Living our best lives today. That we are. Okay, so today we are reviewing The Happy Face Killer. Yes. Which we should mention that we the reason that this podcast is titled I Want to Wear Your Skin is because originally we had thought of doing a true crime podcast mm-hmm. because we are true crime enthusiasts. Yep. Um, and it kind of somehow oddly morphed into a lifetime. Somehow, by somehow, Jill. I, I mean, yeah, totally Jill. me. Totally me. But here we are. Full here we are. Watching a true crime No regrets. Movie. No regrets. Yeah, and it's actually based, yeah, it's based off of a real guy mm-hmm. who um, lived in Canada and also Washington and was a truck driver and traveled around the country killing ladies. Totally. And leaving his, his happy face symbol usually drawn out in blood but sometimes lipstick and sometimes other things um and that was his like symbol that Mm -hmm. was his serial killer symbol so yeah it's about this man keith hunter jesperson though for a serial killer they really call him keith jesperson more than using his middle name which is uncommon for a serial yeah and i think in the in the movie i don't think they ever say his middle name and it's so ironic to have a serial killer's middle name be hunter right and have that never come into play uh, uh, that's just bizarre to me. opportunity. Right? Starring David Arquette. <laughs> I love David Arquette. I, I, but I just didn't see him being in a serial killer movie. Well, and like Keith Jesperson apparently was 6'7". Oh, yeah. A fucking Andre the Giant Guess of a man. is not 6'7". It is David Arquette. It is, it is David Arquette. He's not 6'7". He's a little, He's a little man. Little <laughs> Yeah, he was he was like the average height of most of the women in the totally. movie. Like the, all the other men were towering over him. Mm-hmm. He's a baby man. But so the story of uh, the Happy Face Killer. He was born. In, sorry, he was born in a place called Chilliwack, <laughs> Canada, Br- British Columbia, Canada. Canada. He murdered. It's known to be at least eight to nine women. They were mainly sex workers or transients, people that he met at truck stops. He was a truck stop driver. A truck stop driver. <laughs> that would be a fucking sick he was a truck mobile driver. service. <laughs> uh, he wanted to be a Mountie in Canada, <sighs> and they they uh, uh, denied him because of an injury. So then he moved to Washington with his wife. She left him. He moved to Cheney, Washington. Whoop. Uh, yeah. Local homeboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they discovered he murdered at least eight women over a five-year span. He claimed at one time to have murdered 150 women and then has since rescinded that number. Yeah. But it's, so it's kind of unclear. Yeah, he's a pretty stereotypical narcissist. So it's easy with the kind of uh, profession that he had of truck driving that he could have racked up those numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he is a complete narcissist and a bragger. So yeah. it could also be completely unfounded as well we don't know totally yeah he definitely uh he was one of those that like needed media attention Mm -hmm. he really wanted to be known for the murders um you know kept trophies those sorts of yeah he also he apparently was um was abused as a child Mm -hmm. he also tortured and killed animals growing up which is one of the three main signs of a killer as you do as a future serial killer yeah the three signs that i i've uh, become privy to from the internet is <laughs> thanks google <laughs> uh killing torturing animals as a child 
wetting the bed like mm-hmm. really late into life and then uh head injuries he- oh those are the three yes signs. i actually heard that a lot of kids that like played contact sports like football yep. mm-hmm. later end up having like behavioral and violence issues mm-hmm. um i mean obviously not going to summarize everyone that's ever had no. a, like a, a head injury right. that oh you're gonna be a, but it's it's these have been like proven groupings of uh behaviors and things that happen to people that then lead yeah um, it's not these. like yeah it's not like you killed a cat when you were a kid and now mm-hmm. you're definitely gonna kill a human but yeah there is a correlation between those three things and then later in life be, being a serial killer right i suppose it, it's more of a backwards correlation uh, anyway yeah. whatever um okay so yeah this movie uh sorry david arquette it is based on the true story but they certainly had some uh, uh what is it creative license with it yeah and i think that's where um the actress melinda gand uh came into place she um was a fantastic fantastic actress who was in Lincoln, Mr. Robot, Admission, Blacklist. Um, and she played ER. the character. Oh, yeah, ER. How, that was probably her biggest claim to fame and the, how you'll recognize her. Her character, Gloria Rubin, was the FBI agent. Oh, other way agent. around. That's her real name. Oh. Melinda Gand was the character. Oh, Her poop. real name's Gloria Rubin. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, God, that means I wrote my notes all with their real name then. That's all right. That's fine. So, Melinda, the character Melinda, was an FBI agent and, like, the lead agent in the case and was the one who, like, really got him when other people were having a hard time profiling him yeah um so that's i think where the licensing of like totally. oh this isn't real takes place well and it wasn't even so much that they couldn't profile him it was that they had false confessions and we'll get into that yes but yes that was kind of the crux of the case absolutely um so as in a lot of uh true crime not all but a lot of them they start with kind of the discovery scene of the dead body in the basement. Yes. And it's like, ooh, who's the killer? There's yeah. a bloody smiley <laughs> face. There's a bloody rag in the sink. Streaks of blood on the wall. Mm-hmm. They just give you some of these little hints. And oh, yeah. then it shows up. And here we are back in uh, whatever the present day is of the movie time. Yeah. Uh, the truck driver, David Arquette, they show these little scenes of him and how he loves his kids he really loves canada oh god all about canada yeah because um so it 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 opens up with he's driving his truck he has photos of his family he's a happy-go-lucky guy and he stops at his home base truck depot um to drop off his load and to pick up a paycheck and he starts talking with the secretary about how he's expecting to hear back from the Canadian Mounties. Yeah. Um, just, just, I just, I only think of Canadian Mounties as like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like totally. I completely forget that they're like real people. It's a real job. <laughs> it's like a serious profession. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's talking about how he took the test. He's going to hear back soon. Um, and that he's super, super excited about it. And it's obvious in this scene that he really loves attention. Like, they're already kind of hinting at that, that he loves this secretary giving him the attention about being a Mountie. Um, But then they also are trickling in 
uh, he has this, like, flashback memory of his dad electrocuting him. Yes. Which is also apparently a real thing that happened. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess that's when he's having lunch with his friend. He's, like, having lunch with his friend. It was actually, it was his brother. That's right. Yeah, and they were just like, can you believe how great we turned out, considering? (laughs) It's just like, and then it flashes back to his shitty evil father like yeah. electrocuting him with a car battery for funsies Just you know because yeah what i else mean do you do how do you kids? discipline children like you zap them mm-hmm. here's here's the zap buddy mm-hmm. um so that's how he starts his day he comes home and he gets a call from canada and canada's like uh we had this x-ray that was on your shoulder and unfortunately you can't be a mountie because mm-hmm. of this injury and he's like well, they must have read the x-ray wrong. I don't actually have an injury. They're yeah. like, yeah, sorry, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's devastated. Uh, yeah, he's, he's so, he's just, his world's being rocked. He sits down at the table. He's consoling himself. And then he sees a letter on the table mm-hmm. addressed to Keith himself. From his wife. And his wife's like, not really into this. Uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Just the best fucking breakup letter. Like, man, we've been married for a super long time and we have kids and everything, but I'm just not feeling it, yo. It's literally, yeah, yeah that's literally out. what it is. Yeah. Just like, we've been growing apart. I uh, took the kids. You can maybe see them sometime. Yeah. Don't call me. You're on the road a lot. I mean, I guess you're a truck driver, but that seems pretty ridiculous. It's a little, I mean, the whole movie I was asking Kayla, like, I just don't get why she left Yeah. Him. Like, it's pretty upfront what's going on when you marry a truck driver. Yeah. They have kids. It didn't seem... There's no mention of him abusing the kids. No. Or her. Not or at anything all. like that. Um, and she just was over it. Dipped and, out. But the weird, the weird thing to me was that she didn't want any contact with him. Yeah. So they're like, was, something had to happen, yeah, right? Yeah. And that she was kind of iffy about contact with the kids. And mm-hmm. it was like... He seemed like a good dad at the very least of his character. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Which is strange. also very, very stereotypical of a lot of like career serial killers who like sure. get a lot of murders in uh-huh. their everyday life. They're charming. They're good yeah. in their relationships. Like things are going good at home, and then when they're outside the house, it gets real crazy real quick. Well, like uh, Ted Bundy, wasn't yeah. he someone that everyone was like, he's super Yeah, cool guy. yeah nice actually, team. I went to high school with a girl whose mom uh, almost got picked up by Ted Bundy oh, when she was a teenager. Yeah, a guy uh, at like a swimming hole out in like past oh, North Bend uh, had a broken arm and the V-Dub bug and approached her and was like, hey, I really need help, like, hooking up my boat to my V-Dub bug, which was, like, the That's big... A bad idea. Yeah, all I mean, all, all the way around. But that was, like, one of Ted Bundy's, like, things. Right. Like, that's how he would approach women and then, you know, knock them unconscious and stuff in the back. And luckily, my my old friend's mom was like, nah, like, I'm 16 and I'm cool. Yeah. Like, figure, <laughs> out, figure out your boat situation. <laughs> Um, so they're over, he's having a real bad day, uh, and then all of a sudden, oh no, and then they're at the, uh, it cuts to the Melinda Gand, the uh, FBI agent, and she's talking with this other dude, and he's like, you should really get out, like, you want to, like, go on a date? And she's like, do you know what sexual harassment is? (laughs) 
so already like I I love her already. Like she's just like, look, man, like I'm just here firing off my gun at uh-huh. the target range, like working on myself, and you're approaching me from behind, telling me how I need to get out more. Like I'm holding a loaded weapon. Maybe you should calm your shit down. Get out. Get the fuck out. That is a no thanks from me. Yeah, no thanks. Um, then it appears that Keith is on a date with, uh, what is her name? Her name, Diane, I believe. That's who he, like, kind of goes on a date with to the coffee shop. And then he comes home and watches videos of his kids. Yeah, and he gets, he, he's, he's also drinking. He's just getting more and more worked up. He calls his ex-wife and she doesn't pick up. He leaves a message that he's like, look, you know, I, I know I was a good a good father, but I could have been a better husband. Like, can I please come see you? I miss you. Let's work it out. He gets off the phone. He is obviously just enraged, and he walks over to the window, and he draws a smiley face. Foreshadowing. <laughs> in the condensation on the window pane, and then heads out to his truck. And then he goes to a bar. Mm-hmm. And- oh, I forgot to mention... Um, that he also was having a couple flashbacks during this of him as a kid around animals. Nothing bad happened. Oh, right. But he was having, like, weird little mini flashbacks of, like, him looking at a pigeon and or him looking at a cat. And you're like, uh, 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 okay. And then he would, like, flash back into reality. Yeah. And that comes up later. Mm Mm-hmm. But he goes to a bar, and he sees this girl playing pool, and then, uh, oh, and uh, the song No More Mr. Nice Guy is playing in the background, which was no just fun. No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh my god, I loved it. No More Mr. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So then he takes her home, uh, she puts on his Mountie hat, and he is not okay with that. And just a heads up, a real-life Mountie hat is exactly the Rocky Apoinkle oh, yeah. Mountie hat. It's, mm-hmm. uh, y'all need to update the uniform, okay? Like, I, y'all look like cartoon characters. It's a classic. I can't stop giggling at it. Then he has a flashback to this pigeon again, yes. and he takes a hammer and he fucking kills it. <laughs> Which, I I mean, I couldn't imagine hammering a pigeon to death. No. Like, what a bizarre I, g- killing a pigeon kind of. Yeah, know. like, they flutter, they have wings, they can't fly. Uh, uh, like, you you hammer other animals, yeah. but not a pigeon. Or at least, like, he wasn't even, like, holding it. No. He was just, like, it was sitting really on a table. It was just bizarre. And then they go back to him with this girl. Her name's Sissy. Uh, yeah. And he's he's like, please take the Mountie hat off. And she won't. And he's like, you talk too much. And then he just strangles her. And yeah. she dies. Then um, he drags her out, puts her in his trunk. He takes her, I think, like, across state line is the his M.O. Yes. Yeah. He dumps her. Um, so they were actually at a bar in Oregon. Right. And he dumps her across state lines in Washington. Correct. 
um, to get some distance between himself and the murder. And then, so as he's dumping her off in the woods, he dips his finger in her blood and draws a smiley face Mm -hmm. once again, like on her abdomen area, and then cuts the zipper off her jeans and and, and pockets it as a trophy. And then, like, dumps her off the, the side of a hill. And then her name appears on screen, Sissy Payton, and a smiley face. So I actually thought that was, like, a cool way of how the movie showed you who victims were like sometimes the name came on the screen like as you met these women other times it was after the murder but like this is how and they did actually outline every single one of the murders that he was convicted for Mm -hmm. and proven that he did murder them yeah so i I thought that was a a pretty a pretty cool way of cinematically doing it i agree and for me i'm very visual so it helped me to like see their names and be able to connect yeah what was going on yeah it's like these were like real like people yeah too and like that's you know like this wasn't just like a movie about like a crazy murder like this was like real people real victims yeah real real women um so that was definitely cool then he goes home and he makes himself a video which i don't know if this is a thing that he actually did i'd imagine that he did because why would they really thematically do this there wasn't that much value to it right uh but it's him just kind of talking about like well i murdered a girl today like it's like a video diary of a murderer yeah and it's and it's very much so like It's his, I think it's his fantasy of himself Mm -hmm. because like he talks very highly of himself of being so intelligent and like people like not figuring it out and he's never going to get caught. And this is, and he even in one video like describes how to kill someone and get away with it. So I think this is like his self masturbation like series and you're really seeing that, which is just really funny (laughs) to see David Arquette in this role because he's such a fucking goofball. And like just a just a weird character actor, and then to see him play this like demented narcissistic serial killer, he did a fantastic job. He did. Um, I loved it. I loved David Arquette. I loved him in Scream. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I love that movie. Mm. Um, and I really enjoyed him in this one. And then we go. He goes to another truck stop. He picks up a sex worker that we just know as Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Murders her. Another smiley face. It's over state lines, so that's why the FBI is getting involved. Yes. Because they're having to deal with multiple states. Um, Then he's at a truck stop, uh, like a gas station, and there's a lady there, and she's kind of giving him shit, and she's like, oh, I'm with this dude now. He screws better than you. He, like, flips out. He's like, oh, I remember you. You're the one that always wears the flea collar. And as he's, um... As as she's ripping him like a new one in public, like in front of people, he's imagining himself killing a kitten. He's flashback. He, yeah, he's he's flashbacking right. to when he was a, a child killing a kitten, and he's that's microwaving a kitten. <gasps> oh my god! How did I fucking forget that he microwaved that kitten? Like, on top of that, on top of like murdering the kitten, he has his face like. In the yes. microwave, not in it, but like, but pressed fully, against fully against it, which is just dangerous. Um, <laughs> it, well, that maybe that's how he kept being a serial killer was totally. from frying his little See? baby brain. See everyone, microwave 
chemtrails are dangerous. They are dangerous. It's not a chemtrail conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you kind of hear him, he like does another video and he's like, you know, when people are sarcastic or they don't respect me, I just see red and I just, I need that respect. And mm-hmm. it's obvious that... He never had that growing up, and so he's very triggered when someone is rude to him, or whatever his perception of rude is. Exactly. Um, he's just, he's very sensitive to these things, and reasonably so. Yeah. Unreasonable that he's murdering them because oh, of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there are so many people that have grown up in horrible, abusive situations. That don't murder That people. don't fucking murder people. Right. Um, and this is where Melinda starts coming into play. So she was called um, from the FBI to come to Washington to investigate Sissy's death because it crossed state lines. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point in the movie, she starts to backtrack Sissy's last steps and goes to the bar where he picked her up, where they were playing pool together, and starts hunting for details. While meanwhile, the local police station is giving her a bunch of shit for even being there. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, like we, we're not like this Humpty Dumpty small town <laughs> operation. Um, and gives her a bunch of shit. She's like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm still gonna be here. I'm still gonna do my job. So, I think she plays just, like, a really cool, strong, smart character throughout. And every time she pops up on screen, it's, it's, it's a joy. Yeah. It's a fucking joy. She was great. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Oh, there, he meets up with, uh, this new lady at a truck stop Mm -hmm. who has a baby. Her name is Candy Smith. Candy Smith. Smiley face on the screen. Uh, so we see them together and then it cuts to this lady showing up at the police station who's claiming that her and her boyfriend killed Sissy, the first victim. Yes. So she shows up. She's like, I know who killed Sissy Payton. It was me and my boyfriend. We Mm -hmm. murdered her. And then it goes back to this girl, Candy Smith. There's a lot of cut scenes. Yes. You gotta gotta keep up. But it cuts back to Candy Smith. She's giving Keith a blowjob and she finishes... And, or I guess he finishes. Yeah. And she's like, so what do you think? Like $150? And he's like, mm-hmm. I was going to give you a ride somewhere that's not good enough. Right. And she was like, look, I know my worth, which <laughs> fucking preach on. Yeah, girl. good like, on to yes. you. Yeah. Uh, but he's not having any of it. And then he sees Red and he tries to strangle her, but he hears the baby crying. Yes. And he's like, I don't want to deal with that shit. I can't. And, and kicks her kicks her out of the truck. Yeah. Um, so I think she was the only escape survivor that he ever had. Yeah. Um, so good on Candy and good on that baby and good on being a sex worker and knowing your fucking worth. Fuck yeah. So prop, props to Candy. Um, so as, as you know, the, I, I think, I think I'm assuming it's the next day. Uh, he's at another truck stop, like gas station, and he sees the news report that someone has come forward and confessed to the sissy murder that he did. And instead of being like relieved, like, oh shit, I just got away with this. He gets pissed off because someone's taking credit for his work. Not cool. Not cool. Give me that trope. Uh, So he, um, gets pissed off and he writes a full confession on a truck stop bathroom wall he mentions the zipper uh trophy that he took that wasn't mentioned in any news reports Mm -hmm. he mentions sissy's name and a few other details and then leaves the smiley face symbol so he doesn't leave his actual name but he 
does indicate that they did not catch the right yes. people. Um, and then he goes off to Spokane to see Cora and the kids, mm-hmm. his, uh, I guess, ex-wife at this point. It's obvious that he's a good dad, but she's like, I don't want to see you. Um, and then we cut back to Melinda, the FBI agent, and she's starting to question that the lady that confessed is the real murderer. Yeah. And they get wind of... I don't, I don't even know how. They get wind of the fact that he wrote this thing on the bathroom wall. Like, someone was like, yo, did y'all see this shit Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think someone just, like, called in a tip. Um, but, yeah, Melinda's, like, really pressing, like, give me details that wasn't released on the news. Because I'm not, like, your guys' story isn't matching up with yeah. this murder and isn't. And, um, and, and the lady is just like... Look, you know, like, this guy's a piece of shit. He abuses the fuck out of me. He deserves to be in prison. And he her, killed this lady. Her boyfriend. Yes, her, her boyfriend. Not Keith. Yeah, not right. Keith. The, the the man that she has been living with and says killed Sissy with her. Right. Was instigated by him and that he's, yeah, he's like this horrible guy and he, he did it. And Melinda, rightfully so, is like, I think she just wants out of this abusive yes. relationship and this was kind of her out was he, if he's locked away for life, then I'm out of this. Which in and of itself is just a fucking shitty story. Oh, it's like, just so tragic. Awful. Yeah, like a, a woman being willing to also see jail time. Uh-huh. Um, because yeah, even though she came forward, she probably would have been cut a deal but she still is going to see prison time for a murder and a sexual offense. And she is willing to do that in order to escape an abusive relationship. Like, it's so fucking it's sad. Up. Yeah, it's just, it. it's horribly sad. Um, and then he, Keith, kills again. Mm-hmm. A hitchhiker this time. Mm-hmm. And he uh, admits to the Sissy Payton murder again. Mm-hmm. Um, then he comes back to town. He's been kind of seeing this lady, uh, Diane. Yeah. They see each other and he's like, I just, I want you to know, like, I'm totally in love with you. I hope that's okay. And she's like, I'm in love with you too. And he's like, cool. I'd love to get married again. Yeah. I mean, once the divorce comes through, he even, like, yeah. he's not even divorced yet. Like, it's just. So not only is he oh saying I God. love you for the first time, but he's proposing mm-hmm. and she says yes. Yeah. So, you know. So that's cool. I mean. I mean, maybe he was that charming. But also, poor decisions, Diane. Poor decisions. Um, Then the dude that the woman who confessed uh, implicated. He gets convicted. It comes out on the news. And Keith hears it. And he fucking flips out. He's like, "Uh uh-uh. Not that dude. It was me. Yeah. I murdered that lady. And this is when he starts writing his confession letters, and he writes them to the prosecutor. He writes them to the police station. He writes them directly to Melinda, the FBI agent. And it's him being like, look, I already fucking told you guys that they weren't it. Now you've convicted them. Like, what do I have to do to prove to you mm-hmm. that I'm out here doing this? And I think that's when he starts getting more showy in his murders. Um, and this is and this is when he starts getting, like, just really more and more upset that he's not getting the attention and the credit that he deserves. And then we cut to him having sex with his fiancée. 
Um, and it triggers him to have memories of the murders that uh, he's yeah. uh, accomplished. Yeah, remember. and that's what gets him off uh, in, uh, while he's sexing Diane up. So yucky. Oh, gross. Um, then we go back to the FBI agent, and she's talking to, with the uh, someone in the local like county, the Ruskin County Police Department. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, this kind of seems personal for you. And she's like, yeah, my sister went missing two days after she got married. Still have no idea what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of her connection to being so gung-ho about, like, I don't think it was these people. It's this dude that keeps writing to us. We got to figure this yeah. out. Yeah, as opposed um, to just phoning it in as soon as you get a confession. Like, right? she really she really has a passion for... The truth. And for the truth and for justice, and that sounds so cliche, but it wasn't cheesy in the movie. No. She did a really great job portraying this kind of layered character. And thank you, Lifetime, for creating a backstory right. for a layered character. Like, we found out what was driving her. Round of applause, <laughs> Lifetime! <laughs> Like, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. We're making it happen. It's getting better. Yes. Woo! Um, she's still not convinced that it's Dolores and Bud, the two that confess. Yeah. Uh, they've taken a plea bargain, and one of the agents is like, well, I mean, he took a plea bargain. Like, that says <sighs> that he's guilty to me, which... No, it doesn't. No. People confess all the time. Yes. And they're not guilty. Yeah, because in our justice system, it's either like, uh, so the guy was convicted and given 11 years for murder, mm-hmm. as opposed to serving a life sentence for murder. So let's say I get framed of a murder that I didn't do tomorrow, despite how many I've confessed to on this podcast. <laughs> if it just so happens to be one I didn't do, you're damn fucking right I'm taking 11 years as opposed to life. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a problem with our justice system totally. that a lot of people do admit to crimes that they didn't uh, commit simply so they can get out and and have a chance of a, of a normal life. Totally. Um, then... He kills someone named Becky Sue Balling. Uh, he writes specifically to Gand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they are not the killers. It's me. Uh, I want to meet you in person someday. Like, it's a very personal, almost reminiscent of the Zodiac killer. Yes. Um, she kind of puts it together from that and a couple other things that she needs to start questioning truck stop drivers. Yes. Truck drivers. What is my problem? Oh, no. I wrote it down. (laughs) It's fine. I literally missed the character of Melinda's name completely. We're Um, working with what we got. Right. But Becky's death was the most gruesome. Oh, that's right. Because this is when he starts getting more showy. It's so gross. So he chains her underneath... (sighs) The semi, but with enough, like, lacks on the chains to have her body be touching the concrete, and then drives off down the fucking highway until her body disintegrates. And he takes off and gets a call from Diane. He's like, you know what? Let's have our honeymoon in Tahoe. Yeah, how does that sound, sweetie? And he's, like, rubbing blood off of the car. Yeah, he's just like, like, yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy right now. She also says, what if I, like, once we get married, I'll just quit my job and, like, ride in the truck with you? (laughs) 
Look, that's gonna put a damper on my spare time activities. Well, honey. on top of that, let, I mean, truck driving is not a fucking road trip. Like, no. you're eating chips every day of your goddamn life. Yes, that's not fun. No, like try it for a week. If you fall in love with it after a week, cool. But it's a lifestyle that, for some, is not something that they can do. Day after day, mm-hmm. week after week, month after month. So don't just fucking jump into that semi cab, uh, no. lady. Yeah, comment the fuck down. Then he meets up with flea collar girl again, whose name is Taffy Collins. Yeah, and we did not know that her name was Taffy no, in the first meeting when she was screaming <laughs> at him in the gas Taffy. station. But Candy Taffy. Oh my goodness. I mean, what's next? Butterfingers? <laughs> like what? What are I we gonna run maybe into? That's the name of the the candy's daughter. Oh, Mamba Jamba. Yeah. Starburst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she literally says to him, "He's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride." And she's like, "You're not the happy face killer, are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "No." Well, no. He says, "Do I look like?" Oh. You? Which is like the ultimate, I don't have to say no to this. I'm not lying. Right. You're that's, lying that's for true. me. That's um, true. Then there's a big break and Gand finds Candy and is like, hey, what happened? She's like, oh yeah, he, we were fooling around and then he tried to strangle me and I got away. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you want to press assault charges? Because then we could get him into the into the office and talk to him and whatever. She gives her his name, so yeah. she actually knows who he is now. Then, <laughs> then there's the worst scene of the movie where he's fooling around with Taffy, and then he kills her while the worst ever cover oh, song. Oh my god! I've ever heard. I do think it was the worst cover song in the best movie we've watched. True. You know what I mean? True. Like it was True. like it was the only bad part about the movie. It was was this fucking song. God, it was awful. What song? Yeah. It was like uh, um. Oh my god! We sang it. Two of us. And yes. But they sing it like that. Yeah. No matter how they toss. No. It's like Mr. President. And it's, it's like and oh. it's like and it's like a like an emo dude singing it. So he's like, and then the chorus is like, like who did this? Who fucking did this? So, you know, the murder is really second to the cover. Absolutely. Oh, we did not pay attention at all to the murder once that song started playing. No. Then he dresses up as a Monty. Yeah, a Mountie. Yeah, well, he he he's staring into the mirror, yeah. and he hallucinates himself in the full Mountie uh. uniform, in which I immediately lost it because <laughs> when you're just so used to seeing David Arquette as a comedian, right. and then the Mountie uniform is so fucking funny, the two of them yeah. together is just it's oh it's like oh it's it's a thing of beauty. He, it really is. He he then uses her body to make the happy face this time around. Yes. She uses a smile. He uses, like, two big rocks for the eyes. Yeah. Um, then the FBI questions Keith because of the sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming this is just because it was a movie. And I yeah. hope to God this isn't what actually happened because Gand is like... She just puts all her fucking cards on the table. Oh, yeah. She's like, so I think you murdered these women. And yep. he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, like, here's all their photos. Here's what we think you did. Here's who we've talked to. And it's just like, 
uh, unless that lady is in protective custody, this is a real bad idea. Totally. And he goes like, am I under arrest? And she's like, nope, I'm just telling you my whole case. (laughs) He's like, all right, see ya. But you're free to go. Have a good day, sir. Woof. Ugh. Um, and then he makes another video to himself where he talks about Gand and he's like, just one more uncaring, worthless bitch messing up my life. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, oh, so that's why. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's been all the women in your life that have ruined your life. Which I don't remember hearing much about his mom. So I don't really know what his relationship with his mom was. I don't know either. Talks about his dad being abusive. Well, yeah. I mean, and and outside the movie, like on the real guy's case, like his mother is also not mentioned. It's only the relationship with his father. So, you know, maybe his mom dipped out. Maybe he's resentful for his mom because she left her abusive husband. Husband, you know? And then, and then and his then, wife leaves him. Yeah, so. I mean, it really, is, like, it's an unfortunate story in that he just had all this bullshit in his life. Mm-hmm. And that's no excuse. A lot of people have bullshit. Oh, yeah, but it's absolutely. just unfortunate that, you know, sometimes that turns into someone just being so aggressively upset about it. Yeah. Um, and there are better ways to take out physical rage, y'all. There's so many ways. Like, you can... On top of not murdering people, you also don't have to murder kittens. Yeah. Uh, I definitely value small animal life over large human life. So much. So, I was actually more upset by the animal murders. got my dog married yesterday. Yes, you did. I mean, And I I attended it, so... Yeah, you did. Whew. Um, then the FBI questions his ex-wife and she talks yes. about how his father tortured him how he was bullied again he was bullied growing up because he was six fucking seven yeah which is a monster of so a fucking man tall. um and kids are assholes so obviously they they bullied him mm-hmm. um but then she also said he was a caring father he never hurt me or the kids and then it kind of alludes to the reason she left him was because he had affairs on the road which, yeah uh-huh yeah. Um, and then they talk to his brother. His brother's like, violent? Well, that's just the way we were raised. Right. Rough childhood. Um, and he says that Keith always wanted to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Somehow I wrote someday else. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, which totally plays into his escapism fantasies. Yeah. And, um, and being a different man than maybe this just, you know, like mellow husband and, yeah. fa- you know, and father. Um, and why he kind of always dreamed of being a Mountie. Like being like this like standard good guy k- hero character and escaping that way. Totally. And then he makes a video for himself where he says, you're either the wolf or the sheep. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how you would accomplish a murder and not get caught. And he says, you can't have any links to the victim. And there's got to be time and distance between the murder. So yes. that's why he's taking them so far away from wherever he murdered them. And he's kind of giving it some time. Yeah. Um, but and then he's also starting to freak out. Like he's starting, he knows that Gand kind of is on to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as he wants attention, he doesn't want to get caught. And so he's kind of acting weird and he comes home and the, his fiance is kind of freaking out. She's like, I'm trying to plan this wedding. You're not answering your phone. You're not helping me with any of this. And he's like, whatever. There's no fucking food in the fridge. What's going on? <laughs> um, and then he kind of reveals his true self to her by yeah. showing... 
crazy eyes. Uh, yeah, his David Arquette crazy eyes. And um, and she is, I mean, the the tone changes just by at, at the drop of a, of a hat. And she starts to back away and is like, you know, maybe we should postpone our wedding. Which, let's um, just say, that's like the worst thing you could say when someone yeah. is like switching in front of you. Yeah. You gotta keep that shit level at this point. No. You gotta be like, oh honey, let me go to the store. Right? And get the fuck out of town. Yeah, and that's what I told Jill. I, I, I was just like, totally. I, I would have been like, honey, I'm gonna go get some chicken and then never come home. No. Like, just fucking drive off and away. Get out of there. Yeah. You don't wanna be like, like, you know, maybe we should talk about our relationship. Yeah. That's right. not the time. But I guess at the same time, too, they hadn't been together long enough to understand, like, his mood swings. Right. So, you know, like, when you're getting to know someone and figuring out their emotions and their triggers and what they're like when they're angry and how do they respond to things. Like I'm like, I'm a yeller and a shouter and Brian's just like, what, what are, what are you, what are you yelling about? <laughs> like we can, we can talk like normal people. I'm like, no, I'm just going to go scream in my room. <laughs> you know, it's like, so, you know, but I don't like, obviously the relationship is really rushed. So maybe she was just like, Okay, like maybe we'll just diffuse this somehow. But no, she definitely yeah. made the wrong call by not getting the fuck out. I should say I'm not trying to victim blame. Oh I'm god, just, by no means. <laughs> I'm just no by no like, means. In my head, in that moment, yeah. I would not be trying to start any shit. Oh with that no, dude. well, like, especially with he... his gaze was terrifying. Yeah, and I just feel like you got to pacify that yes. situation. Like, and even if you don't know someone very well, if they looked at you like how David Arquette looked uh-huh. at her, all of us would be running. Let me bake you a cake oh, right now. Yes. Do you need some sugar? I don't yeah. know what you need, but tell <laughs> Just, me and I'll get it. I'll, I will make it with my bare hands. Unfortunately, that's not what happens, and he kills her. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then she immediately goes missing. I mean, they notice that she's missing from work. So yes. the FBI gets notified. <coughs> and it's it's uh, obvious that she's his fiance. So mm-hmm. Gam's like, oh shit. We're going over there. He definitely murdered her. Yeah. Um, they start working. The FBI works with his dispatcher so that they can say, hey, we need to dispatch you to this location. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of knows this. Keith does. And then we see this scene where he has sent a VHS tape to his brother where he says, hey, it sounds like I've kind of been caught. I want you to know, like, I killed a woman in a truck. My emotions got the best of me. I've always been the black sheep of the family. I've Mm -hmm. definitely killed eight people. Yeah. Guess I haven't learned anything. It's, like, (laughs) super depressing and unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of almost expecting it to be like an apology video to his brother. Like, hey, I'm admitting these things to you. I'm sorry about what's going to happen. But it wasn't. It was like, hey, I'm admitting these things to you. And I've learned nothing. Yeah. And I'm sad I got caught. Right. <laughs> like, whew. Yeah. And one thing that I was reading, because his daughter wrote a book about him. In, re- she, in real life. In real yeah. life. And she said that. It was just really unfortunate that, like, he had no remorse for what happened. Yeah. He mentions in one of his videos that there's two sides of him Mm -hmm. and that he's a really good dude, but then this other side comes out and he just murders. Yeah. And it's like, he must have had some sort of dissociative disorder or something where there's a switch in him. There are a couple YouTube videos that actually 
show his real life confession. Of, I don't know. Uh, like he's obviously like a, in prison garb. So I don't know if this is him talking about his case to then reveal more to, in, in order to find more women that have gone missing and murdered. Um, so I, I think don't, he was on 2020. So I know yeah. he did some interviews. Yeah. But like the ones that I saw was just like, you know, the shaky, shitty video camera that they have in, in mm. prison, like in him chained to the table. And, um, and he is not remorseful. Um, but I, it's also hard to tell if he, if he's just that kind of guy that you give him any amount of attention yeah, in the form of like an interview and he just eats it up and yeah. runs with it and, like- and is just living for it. So it's hard to tell, like, is he remorseful or like, I mean, what I mean is, is he not remorseful or is he just having another opportunity to brag and build himself up? Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know, maybe he is secretly remorseful. Maybe totally. this is just an act. Who fucking knows? Because he's all over the place. I mean, he is not in touch with his feelings in the in the realm of being able to handle them at all. No. So, no. hard to say. No. Um, then the FBI ambushes him outside of his truck and they catch him. Uh, we go to back to Ruskin County, and they meet up with Gand, and they give her a mug. Yeah! It's so cute. And it then she is. gets in her car, and there's a note from the other detective that says that he's found new info on her sister's case, which is just so sweet. It is. looked into it. Yeah, and then she drives off into the Washington Mountain scenery, and you feel... Not only like closure with her character, but like new beginnings with her character. Like yes. her character's gonna continue to go on and like have a success. And then there's a weird dream sequence again, the final scene of the movie where Keith is in his mounty <laughs> <laughs> outfit. He rides off on his horse. On an actual horse! They got a, yeah. an actual horse they and David did. Arquette is on it. It's incredible. Yes, and he gives a little speech like Oh, well, you know, some things just happen, and you never know how (laughs) things are going to happen. What a bummer. And then he just, like, smacks that horse's butt and and rides off. Yeah, because he's talking like, he's like, I would have been a good Mountie. It's like, yeah, except all that murder got in the way. Uh, What a bummer. Oh, shit. Um, Then they do the thing where they tell you what's going on, and, like, Bud and Dolores were released, the two that had confessed. Yeah. Keith confessed to the murders, and he's serving multiple life sentences in Oregon State Penitentiary. Penitentiary, mm-hmm. and he won't be able to receive parole until he's 125. So yeah. I doubt his diet in prison is going to keep him alive that long. Right. And I also read a couple things that he has been. Um, what's what's it called when they send a prisoner to like another state or county to receive new charges? Ooh, don't know. Um, yeah, so essentially, like, back in the late 2000s, so this movie was filmed in 2014. This, what I read, was, like, around 2009, 2010. They are extradited. They extradited oh. him to California mm. to face charges for murders that he committed there. Because the problem with him is that in real life, he killed women not only in multiple states, but, like, on multiple coasts. They killed a woman in Florida, like, Nebraska. Like, all the murders that we really talked about centered mostly, I think, in Washington, Oregon, maybe Northern California, but it was never really discussed. It all Mm. seems like it's just happening in Washington, Oregon. Because they filmed it in Vancouver, BC. Exactly. It looks like the Northwest. Yeah, you can't make Nebraska look like, you know, BC. So they had to leave that out, but... Um, so, yeah, so it is really interesting to be like, how many women did he kill? Yeah. Like, because, yeah, I mean, going like a whole year without, you know, like having a kind of impassioned murder like that seems, yeah, so like, how how many did he? 
Because, again, he confessed to over 150, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. Or at least over 100. Yeah. And then rescinded that. And took that. it back, yeah. So, I, you don't know. Who the fuck knows, yeah. Only he knows, probably, because he did a really good job at just, like, throwing them somewhere completely different. He had zero ties to any of these women. I guess, like, Taffy was the only one that he had had multiple contact with. Yeah, because I guess he had partied with her in the cab. Yeah. Earlier. Or at least that's um, what it was in the movie. I don't know if in real life he had had multiple contacts right. with her. But. Yeah, like who knows. But he was well known amongst all these stops. Like people sure. like knew him. And, and I'm sure that these sex workers like knew him as like a safe guy to take right. work from. Um, so that kind of betrayal too is a little extra. What what was the first like true crime story that like you heard about that like really like impacted you? Like it made you like interested in, in true crime? I know that I've heard more before this, but one that I really latched onto was the Zodiac murders. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So it really, like, that story is just so fucking interesting and bizarre. Yeah. And the fact that they never really caught him. Right. They think they know yeah. who it was. Well, it's Ted Cruz. It's, was, it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> film was, well, of course it's yeah. Ted Cruz. Yeah. I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Obviously, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. We caught him. Like. Uh, and, yeah, and Katy Perry is John Bonnery. Yeah, that's it. Um. But these are just facts that I know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These are just real day facts. That's it. (laughs) But the film is fantastic. Yes, it is. And I mean, they had like all of the actual case files to make that movie. Um, And it's just, it's so good. Mm. And I mean, obviously it's horrifying. That's kind of always the weird line being interested in true crime is like, Mm. this is horrifying. It makes me feel like I'm going to get murdered at any point. And I definitely like feel for the families and the victims and all of that yeah. but that was definitely one of the first ones that i was like holy shit yeah well someone someone asked me they were like why do, like why do all these women love true crime like what like what is it with Protection. all these and it's like that's kind of the thing is that like we're constantly taught at a young age to be mindful of predatory like men and situations yeah. and then i feel like i kind of started getting interested in this it's kind of like so how do you do it? Yeah. Like, because I need to know. I need to know how he tricked these people into getting him. I need to know what to him. avoid. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think it was actually when I was, like, in middle school, it was Al Capone. Oh. Um, his, like, rise and, and fall, like, as this big mob boss with just absolutely no no guilt or morality yeah. around murder. Um, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre was a really big deal for me uh, because... Every single person in the room was killed except for the fucking dog. He left the dog. Like, he's just, you know, it's just, and then, you know, he rotted away of venereal diseases in Alcatraz. And just like, and then like that falling star. Like, I really love to watch, uh, like, mob stories of, like, people, like, coming from nothing, making it big on crime, mm-hmm. and then, like, their destruction. You, uh, uh, that's you that's might, my thing. You might like The Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is actually my favorite Real Housewives. I love it so much. Yeah, I do too. Uh, um, yeah, m- funny funny little fact about me. I love The Real Housewives. Yeah, she do. Yeah. Yeah, she do. 
but we love true crime, and we're yes. kind of thinking of maybe going off of this, uh, maybe doing more true crime and uh, women murdering people. Yeah, because we just stealing really babies, things like that. Yeah, we just really love like murder and crime and yeah. women who do it and their portrayal yeah. of it. And I think that's kind of like our bread and butter and what we love. Totally. I mean, sure, we're gonna sprinkle in some remakes and some friendship bullshit and and maybe a couple rom coms if they look cheesy enough. But like, I think I think our bread and butter is. Is psycho women doing psycho things? Totally, and psycho uh-huh. obviously in quotes because it's lifetime. Obviously, yeah. I'm sorry if you ever hear me refer to women as crazy or psychotic. That is always in big, big quotes because I do not believe that mental illness makes women steal, murder, harm others. I feel like that's a huge stereotype yeah. that is absolutely horrible yeah. uh, to people with mental illness, including myself. Like, I technically have a mental illness, and I'm not, well, I might be killing, but I'm not killing people. You're, you're not you admitting know. it right now today. Not right now today. You know, catch me next week. Yeah. No. Um, and do catch us next yeah. week. Yeah. We will have a new review of a, of a Lifetime movie. Uh, we haven't decided what it is yet, but again, if you sign up for our email Absolutely. list, you'll find out. You'll find out. But before we wrap up, how many yeah. fleece blankets would you give you us? Know, I'm going to give it five fleece Me blankets. Me fucking too. I loved it. It yeah. was actually a good movie. I actually think this was the best, like, and I'm not being sarcastic, This, I think this was the best start to finish Lifetime movie we watched. 100%. Yeah, from the acting, um, from the plot line, from character development, and yes, there was a lot of back and forth, which yeah. Is why us talking about it might seem a little confusing. And in other movies, we've talked about how horrible and jarring and stupid is. This all made sense. Right. This was like literally an engaging movie. And uh, and I might watch this movie again. It was so fucking good. Yeah. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And David Arquette? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, you should do dramas, dude. Love like, him. you should be in more thrillers. Like, you did a great yeah. job. Um, and then also our leading actress, whose name I threw oh, on the Gloria. floor. Uh, Gloria. Ruben. Ruben. Like the sandwich. I should definitely remember that. Um, an excellent, excellent actress totally. also. A leading actress who was also a woman of color with full yes. agency, an amazing character, a very strong woman. Yeah. Um, Lifetime did a good one here. They did. Yeah. Thank you, Lifetime. Thank you, Finally. Lifetime. Woo-hoo. Because let me say, this definitely uh, cleansed the palate from last week's beaches. Holy fuck. I no ne- good. I never want to see another kind I of shitty friendship movie like that again. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I like Ugh. one rom-com, and it is French Kiss. And oh. Have you watched it? Th- yes, I have. It. I just, uh, that's just such a curveball. I wasn't it's, expecting that. I know, that. it's a fun one, though. Yeah, mine's never been kissed, oh, which is, yeah. which is horrible, because, I mean, that teacher likes Drew Barrymore yeah. when he thinks she's a high school student. Yeah. So, like, don't get me wrong, like, uh, there's no ethical consumption in capitalism, but it's a fucked up movie, and I hey, shouldn't like it. We're watching Lifetime movies As we do. So, As we do. Um... Keep listening. Keep mm-hmm. watching Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribe to us. Leave us a yeah. review. Let us know what you think. We would love to know. Send us an email at I want to wear your skin at yahoo.com. <laughs> we want to know what are your suggestions for us for a drink or a movie. 
uh or uh, that's it now who, who the hell knows yeah whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah we're we're pretty we're we are pretty flexible ladies here <laughs> that are looking to drive our babe score and our sponsorships up yeah so lay totally. it on us so if you could especially subscribe to get our babe score up and, yes. and download those episodes that would oh be my just God. super yes. slow yeah because um on the whole itunes podcast algorithm it's really download and then uh, ratings and reviews. Totally. So if you could do one or the other, that would really help get our content out to yeah. more strangers who can be scarred by our voices. We want that. That's our goal in life. We gotta harvest fresh skin suits every fucking week. The two of us, <laughs> just me and you. <laughs> I literally only know that line. Um, <laughs> That's it. Anyway, so yeah, this has been... I want to wear your skin. Bye. Bye.